0: Hey guys, I really wanted to make this extra video to go along with the How to Fulfill Your Calling series because I'm sure that there are many of you who are watching the series and you've got small children at home and you're thinking, how can I fulfill my calling with this craziness going on all around me? And so I asked my wife Hannah to join me for this video because this is a topic that's really on her heart as well.
1: Yes, I'm glad to be here. Um, So we had four children within six and a half years. And as you can imagine, so for the last decade, our oldest daughter, she is now eight. I've been kind of knee deep in, you know, nappies and kids and chaos and tantrums. And so it takes up a lot of my time and um, I'm a full-time mom, you know, and I really felt um, on some days I was thinking, okay, is there more, you know, is this my calling or what about the calling that I felt the Lord was giving me before I had children?
0: I remember when we only had two children and we had them really close together. And I remember saying to Hannah, Hannah, this is intense. Like, we need a break. And we actually took three years of not having any children before we had our third. And our fourth child. And you know, it says in Psalm 127 that children are a gift from the Lord. They're a reward from Him. And it says, happy is the man or blessed or joyful is the man whose quiver is full of children. And I remember reading that before I was uh, a dad and thinking, wow, it would be great to have lots of children because I'm going to be so happy and so blessed. But then when I started having the children, I remember thinking, whoa, uh, nothing could have prepared me. I mean, we read books on parenting, but nothing could have prepared us for what it's actually like to bring up four children on a daily basis. And this is something that God's really been speaking to Hannah about, especially over the last few years.
1: And I think, yeah, that that's important, you know, because in my mind, before I became a mom, it almost was kind of separated. You know, you can do things for the Lord and then you have to, you know, be a mom and do the household chores, look after your family. But actually, um what the Lord taught me in the last, you know, eight years is that actually being a mom, being a parent, being a father, that is a calling in itself, because you're looking after those little people that God has entrusted to you. And I just think that um a lot of Women and maybe men as well, they fall into the trap to think, you know, if if I'm at home, if I look after my children, it hasn't got the same value as doing ministry or as working, you know, an important job. But actually, that is the most important job you can do because you're investing into lives.
0: Yeah, I think we can't separate being a parent from our calling. Actually, being a parent is a hugely significant part of our calling. And actually, what I have found is that having children enhances my ministry, in a sense. And what I mean by that is that um, when you're wanting to disciple people or mentor people or show them what it means to be a Christian, one of the most powerful ways you can do that is actually to let them observe... How you bring up your children and actually some people come into our house who have, have had a difficult childhood for example, have had a mum or a dad who who didn't love and nurture them in the same way that we love and nurture our children and that's actually uh, brought a lot of new understanding to them and has actually led to great healing in their lives as well as they seek God and God shows them you know that he's adopted them into his family and he wants to love them. I remember one guy spent about five or six days uh, in our house and he said to me at the end of the week, he said, David, if you can continue to love your children the way they behave, because he saw them, you know, do all kinds of naughty things that they weren't supposed to do. And he saw the patience that I had with them as their dad. He said, if you can continue to love your children, then I absolutely know that God can continue to love me. And that really spoke to him.
1: Yeah, and I think also we mustn't forget that actually um our children, you know, they're, they are as important as the people outside the home that we disciple. And actually we are called to disciple our children. And I've seen it, um I've come across many times where, Children were, um, they're adults now, but they had parents who were working a lot or they were very um, busy with ministry, you know, they were in full-time ministry and actually the children came to grow up and hate the ministry or even um, hated God because they felt that the ministry took their parents away and they almost felt like that God uh, kind of, um, yeah, took the parents away because the parents prioritized the ministry over the needs of the kids and I think you were talking about this, that it's kind of a messed up um, economy. Yeah, it's, right? it's a bit
0: like a false economy, isn't it? If you're trying to serve God and you're trying to fulfill the Great Commission, which is teaching people to obey everything that he commanded us. And if you're doing that at the expense of your own children, what happens is that the people that you minister to learn to obey, but the people in your house don't. And actually... Uh, Though they are the ones who need it just as much as the people out there. So I think that um from my point of view, uh, I think that my first priority is my wife and my children. So I can disciple them as my main priority. And I think people outside my family, uh, they're not less important, but they're secondary in a sense, because my first priority is to fulfil my ministry to my wife And my children, I think that then my children will grow up and they will actually be able to minister to others from a place of having had the love and the nurture and being taught the things that they needed to learn. I mean, in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 11, verses 18 to 19, it says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. And then it says, teach them to your children talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And Hannah and I find that actually uh, our children are like little sponges. They so want to learn and they so want to know what it is that gives us the hope and the drive to do all the things that we do. And it's such a privilege to actually be able to uh, share the word of God and unpack the word of God with our children and actually make disciples in that way.
1: And also what I've noticed actually with our kids is if um, we don't take the time and really nurture them, you know, and make sure that they are okay. Um, their behavior gets all chaotic and it shows, you know, that there is no order or that there is no routine in the home. And then what I've learned is if there's chaos in the house, I actually cannot focus on people on the outside because I'm constantly putting out fires and emergency situations in the home. And so I've learned if I give my children what they need and if the house runs smoothly and there's order, I have a lot more time and capacity to focus on the ministry or in some of your cases, on work outside because, you know, the house is
0: being looked after well. And I think there are examples, aren't there, in Scripture of people whose parents invested in them and even their grandparents invested in them. If you think about Timothy, I'll let you read that Scripture in a minute. But before we look at that, Just look at what Paul said about Timothy. Paul was like a spiritual father to Timothy and he said, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon. He was talking to the Philippians that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. Then he said, I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. So you can see that Timothy had within him a genuine concern for the welfare of others. And of course, that came because he he'd got to know Jesus. But actually, I just wonder what influence his mother and his grandmother had in his life, because, you know, it also says here that uh, Timothy served with Paul. And it seems that Timothy had a respect for authority. And I wonder where did he learn that from? And, and Hannah's got a verse that talks about that.
1: Yeah, it actually says in 2nd Timothy 1 verse 5, um, Paul, you know, talks to Timothy and he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. So Paul, he really saw, um, you know, there was a link. It didn't just happen that Timothy turned out great, but he really knew that his grandmother and his mother, they had become Christians. They were Jewish, but then they turned, um, to Jesus. And so he saw that they must have had a very big influence on Timothy in shaping his own personal faith and um, just helping him to grow into the man that he became when um, he was with Paul.
0: Yeah, so I want to say to you, if you're a mother, beware. Beware of the trap of thinking that you need to have a ministry, that you need to fulfill your calling outside of the home in such a way that it actually distracts you from the calling that is right before you and i think that that season where you have small children is absolutely vital i mean this is the age where they're going to learn the lessons that are going to shape their character and you know we we minister to people who have come from dysfunctional families and really what you receive in those early years of your life makes a huge difference to how you can function as an adult and if you want your children to be able to grow up in the lord strong and bearing much fruit and actually have a multiplication effect for many, many years to come. I would say do what uh, Eunice and uh, Lois did, which is invest in the children that are in your house. And I, and I just want to say sorry to you for when Christian leaders have made you feel like the calling of a mother is less important than other callings. You know, sometimes we elevate the ministries that happen on a stage or on a platform. But actually, I really want to say that we should elevate, uh, not elevate in in a wrong way, but actually celebrate and appreciate the mother's who invest in their children day in, day out. And I also want to say to fathers, don't be so busy with your work or your career or your ministry that you're not investing in your children. Because I really believe that we will regret it actually later if we've not put the time in. And also, if you think about it, if you don't put the time in with your children now, you're going to have problems when they become teenagers. And you're actually going to spend more time fixing the problems than you would have done investing in the children when they were young.
1: Yeah, And also maybe let's just talk about this a little bit more um, about teamwork, because what, what we've noticed, you know, it takes the dad and a mom to raise children. But also what we found, um, I just want to add this as well. You know, being a mom doesn't mean that you totally neglect um the calling that God has put on your life outside the home. But it just means that you have to find maybe more creative, different ways to fit that in. So for me, often, you know, when I invite people over, I'm in the kitchen cooking while I talk to them um, or they help me fold the laundry they play with the children and we can talk so it's it's just not you know i'm just not leaving the house but also what we noticed it's very important and i really appreciate that about david he really helps me that i can sometimes be released from motherhood duties and um step out and do something that's more outside of the home in order to um yeah fulfill my calling there but it really takes two people it really takes teamwork and i think very often um yeah, maybe it can happen that, you know, the husband thinks, oh, you know, it's just the wife's job, but actually it takes two. And maybe you want to talk a little yeah, bit about that. I think
0: one of the things I said in the How to Fulfill Your Calling series is um, I encourage you to fan into flame the gift that God has put in your life. And I think that's important that we recognize the gifts that are in our lives and that we continue to practice them and operate in them. And I know that Um, If you do make bringing up your children a major priority, which is right, well, that means then that I have to be prepared sometimes to release Hannah in order to use the gifts that she's got that might be outside of the home and she has to be prepared to release me. Now, I travel a lot. And I'm so thankful that Hannah sees the call of God on my life and sees the importance of my traveling uh, in ministering to people and reaching people in such a way that she's willing to look after the children on her own for sometimes five or six days at a time, sometimes more. But, you know, we had to talk about that and we had to make an agreement. It used to be that I would travel two times a month. Um, which was actually doable when we had two children. But now that we have four children, we've tried our absolute best to reduce it to one trip per month. And we also talk about how long the trips are. And we try to time them in such a way that the children get time with me, that Hannah feels supported. And of course, she's involved in local ministry um, here where we live. And I have to release her. So she might say, David, um, I, I want to be able to do this particular thing on that particular afternoon. And, and I have to make sure that I keep that free so that she can do that. And, and it's it's actually about serving and releasing one another. So communication is really important for teamwork. Yeah. yeah. I think there's one other aspect to this. I mean, there's loads of things that we could talk about. But as a man and as a, a Christian leader, Um, I actually, I think about the scriptures that talk about the qualifications for leadership. You know, in 1 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, it actually talks about how the way you bring up your children can either qualify or disqualify you for leadership. And I know that there are some young dads who really want to be in leadership in the church. And actually, I would say to you, one of the best things you can do is focus on loving your wife and bringing up your children, being the best example of Father God to your children that you can possibly be. Because it says here is a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer, desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Now look at this. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. And then it says this, if anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? So actually being a parent is your training for many of us in order to fulfill our calling. Because if we can't look after our own children, how do we think we're going to disciple people into the image of Jesus Christ?
1: And also, I think it's important to know, you know, as mom, sometimes there's a saying, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. And that's really true because one day can, can, yeah, seem so long, especially when you had little sleep and there's so many demands that you have to meet, so many needs to meet. But I think it's important that we don't lose perspective. You know, this is for a season when the kids are teenagers or young adults, we will have more, um, time to do um the things that we feel like are not so much linked with our children but i think it's very very important that we also use the opportunities that we have while they're little and for me personally you know i don't want to have to look back and regret that i did not enjoy them when they were smaller that i did not put everything i had into the season because it's not gonna last and also with children you know they only turn two or three or four once Mm. and actually you only get one shot in bringing up kids you know and it's not that we are perfect parents we all make mistakes but we want to do it well
0: i think for me uh, being married and having children has actually hugely contributed to my sanctification you know once you get married you're with a person you can't hide from right so when your issues come to the surface you have to face them i think it's the same with children my children uh cause me to realize that I'm not as patient as I thought I was. And then I might get angry about something and I think, well, that's not how God wants me to behave. And that leads me to my knees and I have to say sorry to God and I have to say sorry to my children. By the way, that's one of the most important things is to say sorry to your children. One of the most important things we can do with our children is to develop soft hearts in them. And we lead by example. So if we make a mistake, we go to them and say, I'm so sorry. Daddy should not have spoken to you like that. Daddy should not have shouted, Uh, like that. Um, I'm asking God to help me to change. And that's how they learn how to make mistakes and how to recover from them and how to change. And, And I think that so for my sanctification, having children has been a wonderful thing. I know that my character has been developed so much through having children and that's bearing tremendous fruit then in my ministry and actually being a parent is the best training ground for discipling Mm -hmm. others the other thing I've noticed is that children having children creates opportunities for ministry and actually I find that it enhances my ministry Um, we live in Hungary and it's quite interesting that the people in Hungary if you walk past someone on the street they often won't say hello to you they won't even smile at you but if you've got children with you They will smile, they'll say hello, they'll want to talk to you. They'll, they'll, Yeah, they just absolutely love children. So it enables you to connect with people in the community. Also, your children are probably going to go to a local kindergarten or school, and that enables you to connect with so many people in your community that you wouldn't otherwise meet. So I find that having children practically enhances our ability to reach the people around us. Yeah, that's
1: right.
0: Okay, so we're going to stop there. And uh, if you've got questions about how to fulfill your calling while you're bringing up small children, just feel free to send them in. I will direct them straight to my wife and she will reply to you. And um, you can do that uh info at truthplanters.org is our email address or you can go on the truth planters Facebook or Instagram pages and we'd love to hear from you. I hope you're enjoying the series on how to fulfill your calling. please do share it around and if you've got other friends or family members who are enjoying the series but they've also got small children and they're challenged, do forward this video to them. God bless you
1: And I just want to add you as parents you are changing the world don't forget that. Because by raising strong children, you actually will change the society.
0: That's absolutely right. Thank you. Thank you for being with me on this video, it was Hannah. It a pleasure. God bless you. Bye. Bye.